Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. From the deep freeze that is America's heartland, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, we are, uh, I-, I broadcast from Kansas City where right now it is zero degrees with a feels-like temperature of my wife's feet. That's how cold it is. It, it feels like my wife's feet. One time years ago, years ago when I was in, I was in uh, Cincinnati, I decided to test a temperature, uh, a digital thermometer between my wife's toes. And, and I don't know how this happened. I, I really don't because the lowest the temperature will read on an electric thermometer was 78 or something. I don't even know what it was. It was cold. Her feet were colder than the house temperature. How's that possible? How is it possible? How is it a woman's feet <clears throat> can be colder than the room you're in? Is there a refrigeration unit in it? What, 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 what? And when you put them on your legs in the middle of the night, I mean, don't you realize you can, you can make somebody have a heart attack? It's it's that bad, but anyway, it's cold. It's cold. My uh, my niece in uh, Council Bluffs, Iowa, near Omaha, said it's uh, twelve below. And my sis up in lovely Sioux Falls, negative sixteen. Uh, wind chill of uh, Are you ready? <laughs> Forty eight below. Forty eight below. Uh, anyway, welcome to the show. We've got a lot of stuff to get to. We have a special guest, Azra Numani. She is a a, a mom. She uh, is sick and tired of the nonsense happening in America's schools, including Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology, where her son graduated in 2021. She found out recently that her son and others had received National Merit Awards. And because they were so much better than some of the other students, the administrators kept it quiet, costing them scholarships. Unbelievable. This is the same area, Loudoun County and Fairfax, where a, uh, a, an administrator, a uh, superintendent, literally after a boy claimed to be a girl, went into a bathroom and raped a girl, he kept it quiet, transferred the kid to another school where he did the same thing. That jackweed is out of a job and he's facing criminal charges and the Loudoun County School Board is being asked to resign. So there's that. So there's that. And then, of course, there's uh, what's happening with the FBI files and Twitter and all of that. And, uh, and of course, it's being ignored by the media. Let's set it up with a Christmas song, shall we? From Mr. Jim Gossett, who we just had on the show. CNBC, MSNBC, <coughs> your goal is to divide us. Are they still on? CNN. And NBC, why must you deride us? About half Joy Reid is racist as the Klan. Oh, yeah. Jake Tapper is a petty man. Oh, CNN and NBC, Joe Stalin would be jealous. Oh, yeah, he's proud. Looking up from hell with Hitler. Look what they're doing up there. Brian Stelter was 
was a joke Don Lemon thinks that he is woke Oh, NBC, MSNBC Your ratings disappoint us No, not me Nobody watches <laughs> Morning Joe Or Anderson and his lame show Oh, NBC, MSNBC We're fed up with your bias And that's why CNN Plus folded that's why MSNBC no 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 longer really employs uh, what's her name uh, Rachel Madcow. Uh, anyway, uh, MSNBC CNN have ignored the revelations of the Twitter files. Uh, CNN and MSNBC have not mentioned the Twitter files one time since in the past two days, despite Michael Schellenberger, who's not a conservative, reporting how the FBI and intelligence community discredited factual information about the Hunter Biden foreign business dealings, both after and before the New York Post, re- Post revealed the contents of his laptop on October 14th of 2020. Now, the FBI, and, and here's what you need to know. The FBI had... The laptop in 2019, and they knew it was completely true. They did. They recognized it. They saw it. They panicked, and they immediately got in touch with all the powers that be at different uh, media organizations, and they all got together, and they had these little uh, these little uh, meetings. There was even a retreat sponsored by George Soros where they all got together, and they were told, you know, there could be some Russian disinformation about, uh, about Hunter Biden's laptop, and the FBI guided all this, and the FBI knew... The laptop was real. So remember that above all else. No matter what anybody says, the FBI covered up a factual laptop hard drive. They knew what it was. So end of discussion as far as that is concerned. But the Washington Post, New York Times, uh, Politico, Playbook, uh, Political Punchball News, Los Angeles Times have ignored the Twitter files. Bloomberg's Jennifer Jacobs has claimed the Twitter files broke little ground on a laptop purportedly owned by Hunter Biden. That's how bad these people are. That's how Stalinistic these jackweeds are. In a country that we have the First Amendment, that's the most sickening thing just sickening. Meanwhile, 71% of Americans believe accurate reporting of Hunter Biden's laptop from hell could have altered the 2020 presidential election. It's kind of interesting. 70% of the American people, according to some polls, don't want the omnibus spending bill to pass. But they're going to jam it down our throats anyway. It's unbelievable. And Republicans, they always, uh, they never disappoint in failing us. Let's go to Barbara in Baltimore. Barbara, Merry Christmas. How are you, my dear? Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for taking my call. Very Merry Christmas to you You as well. You are hitting all the high notes today. Uh, You had a caller yesterday. Her name was Lisa, and she was talking about her depression. And I said yesterday when I listened to her, I said I wanted to say something to Lisa. I know she's listening because she listens to you every day. Tough times don't last. Tough people do. That's right. That That's is right. not my original statement. I can't remember where I got it from, but I'm telling you, Lisa, I, it is. I am. Uh, I am the white supremacist. I am the black conservative who has been almost ostracized from everything, and I go through it and I live through it because I will not compromise my position on anything because 
I'm right, they're wrong, and that's the end of the story. Well, Barbara, and here's what I've said online is I've said that everything that you've had, every opinion that you said, you know, there's something going on with uh, Cap, the, you know, the, the January 6th, something going on with the 2020 election, something going on with this CRT, something going on with this Russia collusion. Why yes. can't I say anything about it online? Why can't I say anything about it? Why is the mainstream media and big social media censoring this? And now we know it all came from the government. That's and the right. FBI has been involved with Twitter since at least 2017. It's unreal. And then, and then I know, Barbara, you wanted to talk about the omnibus spending bill. Again, they're oh. ruling, ruling against the will of the American people. Nobody wants this damn thing passed. They want a, a continuing resolution, and then they can let the, the House in, in control of Republicans, who's in control of the spending, not the Senate, then, then they can handle it from there. But they're going to jam it down our throats anyway, aren't they, Barbara? That's what they're trying to do. And here's what everyone needs to understand. Some of the Republicans who are supporting this, I found out today that Tom Cotton, oh, my God, yeah. somebody who thought he could be president, mm. that we thought we could trust. Tom Cotton is one of those people. You know, power corrupts. Money, the possibility of becoming wealthy, is a very hard thing for people that don't have the character. I know. You're, you're exactly right. There's a there's the possibility of uh, endless riches. Listen, uh, Barbara, that's why the oligarchy uh, template works so well with corrupt bureaucrats, because they realize they would never achieve anything great in their lives as far as being able to manufacture something, as far as being able to write a book that people would actually read, things like that. And and they see the possibility of living in the point, like the, the ether, that only people dream about, money that only be People like uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, professional athletes or famous actors, yeah. make, but they can yeah. go to Washington D.C. and they can bring down that kind of coin, you know. And and Barack Obama is a prime a, example. You know, that's an incentive. That's an incentive for corruption, and we know that it's happened. All these people who are government employees making a hundred thousand, uh, seventy, a hundred seventy-five thousand, but millionaires, they're multi-millionaires. It's impossible yeah. for that to happen without the corruption. So I just, I, so and and, and uh, Lisa, I want you to call Rob back. Rob, when are you when are you coming back from vacation? Are you going on an extended vacation? No, no, I'm just going to uh, January the first. I'll be on the second of January. I'll be back on the air okay, on the second of January. Good, but good. you know what? We when don't I'm have to it, miss you for very long. Yeah, so and this I is a this is Lisa. Call back and let us know how you're doing because I know this is a tough time of the yeah. year. Yeah. Well, Barbara, um, it, it, it is. Um, my vacation is going to be spent. I'm going to see uh, uh, someone who um, is probably experiencing their last Christmas this year. And, wow. and so it's a big deal. And then when I come back, I'm going to be working. It's a working vacation. I'm working on the television show. We're making the TV show into an hour. And uh, and we're adding all sorts. It's going to get big, 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 big. So it's a, it's a working vacation. I'm going to do a lot of cooking, too, Barbara. I'll, I'll do a lot of cooking. You. I'm going to look for what you're cooking because I'm cooking too. What are we I, making? I'm, I'm doing something new. What? I, I bought I bought a pork belly and Ooh. I'm going to follow the directions on how to cure that to make your own bacon. Well, here, can so I? Much. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you how to do it. You ready? Here's oh what you God. do. I'm going to tell you. I make bacon all the time. Take that pork belly and soak it with maple syrup in a refrigerator and leave it set for about 48 hours. When you're done with that, I want you to remove the maple syrup, and then I want you to just throw salt on it, okay? Then put it back in the fridge and leave it there for another 48 hours. Now, do, you don't have a smoker, do you? 
No, I don't. All right, all right, all right. If you had a smoker, you could finish it with smoke. But that's how you get it going. And um, that's and I usually finish it with a smoker. But I do maple bacon, and it's Barbie. It'll be the best damn bacon you ever had in your life. I and what I would do. It. I'd finish it in the oven. If I do, you put it about two twenty-five for an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, um, yeah, and then you'll have bacon. Oh my god! Oh my All right. god! I'm gonna do it as soon as I get home. Thank All you right. so much. I hey. love you. I love you. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. And god don't worry about the frigid digit with the 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 thermometer was wrong. <laughs> All right, Barbara. Buy some different techniques. All right, you have a glorious uh, Christmas. We'll talk to you after the New Year. God bless you. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. The SS Titanic is going down, and there's no room on the door for Democrats. It's The Rob Carson Show. 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plan. They have said that this is has all the care four five former heads of the CIA. Both parties say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. This is classic Trump. We have four days left and all of a sudden there's a laptop. There's overwhelming evidence that from the intelligence community that the Russians are engaged. I still think that the stories from the fall about your son Hunter. You know, for the last uh, seven years, we've been told Donald Trump is corrupt. Donald Trump did this. Donald Trump did that. They have done two impeachments. They just did a stupid January 6th kangaroo recruit court. They did a raid of Mar-a-Lago. They did a uh, an investigation of the state of New York. They investigated him. Every, now they're going to release his tax returns. And you know what? Nothing. And I'm going to tell you right now, the guy who's in the White House right now is the filthiest, most corrupt piece of garbage that has ever been in the White House. I can say that. I can say that because there's evidence of it. And I'm just so dang tired of being gaslit over this and being told that what I believe is not this and not that. And you know as well as I do that you have had your thoughts and your opinions and everything manipulated by the federal government. And they can try to play this game anymore. But I'm going to tell you, things never end well for despots. They ultimately get removed from power. They ultimately get punished. That is what will happen. But it's just a matter of how much they're going to put us through and how many times they're going to make you feel like you don't know what you're talking about when you know the truth. When they label it misinformation or disinformation, I've already proven it to you. I started saying it two years ago. They know the truth and they're trying to shut you up. We will win this, guys. By the way, if you want to vote on who you'd like to see as the president in the canon in 2024... Maybe it's Donald Trump. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's Ron DeSantis. Newsmax is doing this poll right now. I, I can't tell you the results. We're waiting. We're going to compile enough data. But here's the number you got to uh, text to, or the the word you have to text to three nine seven four seven. It's the word event e v e n t to thirty nine seven forty seven. And then if you get a chance to check out Newsmax because we tell the truth. All right. I've got a show on there. They've got a lot of people on Newsmax who I think are wonderful. Greta Van Susteren. You've got, uh, you've got Rob Schmidt. You've got Chris Salceda, Jen Pellegrino, uh, Sean Spicer, who I just I love, and Lindsay. And, and it's, a, it's a great organization to be a part of. And I hope that you will make it a part of your day every day of your lives. Because I think you're going to get a lot out of it. And then also my show, Rob Carson's What in the World? This weekend. Oh, I already wrote it and put it together. It's, <laughs> it's a good one. It is a good one. 
So um, Elvis Chan of the FBI denies he warned Twitter about the Hunter Biden leak as the investigation reveals the extent of the FBI's tentacles in Silicon Valley. They had a control of everything, guys. <laughs> everything, everything. Uh, Chan is a supervisory special agent for the Bureau, insisted in a deposition on uh, in uh, November that none of his agents specifically mentioned the Hunter Biden story as one of the possible hack and leak operations. He, that's bullcrap. He testified as part of the lawsuit against the Biden administration, accusing the now president of organizing meetings in San Francisco for as many as seven D.C.-based FBI agents in the months leading up to the 2020 presidential election. Those agents would then meet with big tech officials to remove disfavored speakers, viewpoints, and content on social media platforms. And the FBI funneled $3.4 million of your money to pay 80 agents to work with Twitter to censor conservative thought. Here is Josh Hawley talking about just that. He just got off a plane and uh, was greeted by uh, was greeted by uh, reporters. Here is Josh Hawley. Attention for the fact what we learned and have been learning is that the FBI deliberately interfered in not one but two separate presidential elections. And um, you know the idea that the FBI, who laundered the Steele dossier back in 2016 through the courts lied to a FISA court in order to extend their wiretaps that they never should have gotten in the first place. Then in 2020, deliberately suppressed the Hunter Biden story. Remember, the FBI had the Hunter Biden laptop for a full year before the story broke. They knew all about it. They had all the emails. Knew and by the way, the FBI denied having the laptop up to March of this year when, uh, when they uh, entered it into the congressional record. All right? When uh, uh, Matt... I'm drawing a blank on his name. Anyway, entered it into the uh, the congressional record, so it's official. And then CBS just a month ago, finally, three years later, admitted it's real. So there's no denying it, and there's no di- denying that the FBI knew about it and created a gigantic, massive intelligence operation to shut down the story, to throw the 2020 election. It was true, and yet put out there that it was Russian disinformation. Matt Gates is the guy I was thinking of. I mean... And we see now with Twitter. I mean, went after Twitter until Twitter agreed to censor it and take it down. And Twitter was the most aggressive in doing so. That's unbelievable stuff. There have got to be repercussions for that. Well, there have to be. And we're not going to be gaslighted on this, even though the FBI is saying it's it's more misinformation. Yeah. Uh, this is from the FBI. It is unfortunate that conspiracy theorists and others are feeding the American public misinformation with the sole purchase of it, purpose of attempting to discredit the agency. I oh, know you're already done. The FBI's already done. The FBI's already done. Maybe this is why. Maybe this is why they want to pass that omnibus spending bill because you can't go after the FBI in the first year. Ooh, yeah. There's that. Let's go to uh, Randall in Pacific Grove. Hello, Randall. Merry Christmas. Welcome to the show. You got about a minute. Go. Yeah. Um, all uppercase letters. I am a man. Number one. I. Th- those two students have to sue that school uh, for denying them their scholarship. And also, I want to ask you for a Christmas present, please. It's the last call I can make of the year. I want you to play Al Wilson, the snake, about that school. Uh, if you could please do that, I would really appreciate it because it's the last call of the year I'm making. All right, bro. I, I usually can't. Thanks for the call. Usually can't play a song, 
uh, by an artist unless it is satire, because we are not talk radio. But uh, what he's talking about is uh, Thomas Jefferson High School of Science and Technology, where Asma Romani's child graduated. It's supposed to be the best uh, uh, school in America. Literally, the people in charge held back knowledge, uh, notifications of National Merit Awards from schools' families, costing them scholarships. Her son was one of those kids. I will share the details with her on the other side of this break. If I were you, I wouldn't go anywhere. This is The Rob Carson Show. And anthem kneelers. I think it's misguided to protest the anthem and the flag. Yeah, we're done with you. It's the Rob Carson Show. This is the kind of uh, modus operandi that is happening in schools around the country. This is at uh, Fairfax County Schools in Virginia. I've made it my life's work uh, to ensure equitable opportunities and equal outcomes for each and every student that I've had the opportunity to serve in a variety of contexts um, throughout my career. And that's a core value for me and one that I'm going to continue to focus on and work through as I enter the Fairfax County public school system. There you go. And that's one of the reasons why the Fairfax County public schools and so many public schools around the nation are uh, being, that's April. We are Michelle Reed, by the way, of Fairfax County public schools. Uh, it is about uh, what communism, which is essentially equity of outcome despite talent or ability. And it, what it does is it hobbles kids who excel like the son of Azra Namani. We just found out that two administrators at Thomas Jefferson High School for Science Technology and Technology, supposedly the best high school in America, have been withholding notifications of National Merit Awards from schools, families, most of them Asian, thus denying students the right to use those awards to boost their college admission prospects and earn scholarships. This woman, Azra Nomani, is one of the reasons why we have a Republican governor in the state of Virginia. She and her ilk are the ones who have turned the education world upside down in the last couple of words uh, years with regard to CRT, with regard to transgender BS, and all of the things that have infiltrated the public education system and the private education system in this country, and she joins us on the Newsmax hotline. Hello, Azra, and welcome to the show. Hello, Rob. It's so great to talk to you again. I know. It's been a while. Rabble-rousing in Virginia for you. Well, thank God you're there. I mean, really, honestly. Um, tell me about this story. I, I just got it this morning. Uh, I heard my buddy Chris Plant talking about it, and I hadn't heard from you a while, but this is just so ungodly awful. Ungodly, what, what did they do really? to your son and others? What did they do to your son and other kids? So if, if people don't know already, there's an annual test that high school juniors take. It's called the PSAT. So it's a preliminary on the SAT that folks know as a college entrance exam. And it is set up so that the kids get their results, and then in the fall of their senior year, they get an announcement of whether they have been uh, in the top you know, 1% to 3% of students. But the problem is... At Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology, unbeknownst to we, the parents, the principal, Ann Bonitatibus, and her director of student services, not, Brandon Kasatka, 
have quietly instituted a policy in which they have withheld news of these awards from parents, students, and the public. When a mom asked Brandon Kasatko why, he told her explicitly, we want to recognize students' individuality, not their achievement. And they worried also about hurting the feelings of students that didn't get the award. So this is the new America of Michelle Reed, the new superintendent of Fairfax County, and all of these activists who want the so-called equal outcome. And equal outcome for them means basically uh, bringing the top down. That's Unbelievable. That's, well, that's yeah. what that's that that's what communism is all about. That is a 100 percent communistic. There's no if, ands or buts about it. Recognition by national merit opens the door to millions of dollars in college scholarships, uh, all of these things. What yes. how do you suppose this impacted your son? Your your son graduated in uh, last year, of, right? He, he graduated in the class of 2021. And so what happened this year is that an intrepid mother by the name of Shauna Yasher, looked in her son's backpack one day in November and saw a certificate. And she asked what it was. Well, homeroom teacher had unceremoniously dropped it on his uh, desk a couple weeks earlier. And it was his commendation as a, uh, as a distinguished scholar. Well, they had missed college um, entrance, early, early entrance in the end of October the principal, student services, they didn't care about the impact on these kids' lives because an honor like that distinguishes especially kids at TJ because you can imagine that to get into TJ, you have to already be the top 1% in, in the country, really, in math and science. And so to be top 1% to 3% in the school is really tough. So how do you distinguish yourself among kids around the country? You take these tests, you, you, you see how you compare, and sure enough, many of the kids at TJ are in the top you know, 3% of America's academic achievers. Well, what does it mean? There's 800 scholarships that are associated with being a commended student. The um, admissions officers give students an extra look when they rise to the top like this, and so um, basically, what the principal and the student services director did was steal from the future of these children. And that's what happened to my son, too. I only found out that he was a commended student two years ago. I just found out. This is unbelievable. When I was a kid, yeah. when I was in high school, I was driven. Um, yeah. I, I, I struggled. Yeah. I wanted to get a National Honor Society. I struggled to get National Honor Society. I got a National Honor Society. I went to state and speech and music and all of the. I mean, I had yeah. uh, trophies. It was important to me. I wanted right. to prove myself. I wanted to be the best. I, I had pride of this stuff, and it didn't make the yeah. other kids go, oh, look at him. He's, it made other people want to be better. This yeah. is unreal. What What are you going to do about about this what do you do you suppose i would assume there is some possibly legality if yeah. not possibly some monetary damages that should be taken uh I, from the schools and and these people need to lose their jobs yes rob it's just unconscionable you know these these folks in the in the interest of their activism have been very cruel to children and also their families where 
mostly immigrant families that go to TJ, mostly Asian. We're just the wrong kind of diversity for them. And they're so callous, you know, about our kids. But these are just regular kids who just happen to have acumen, you know, in, in STEM. And they work so hard. I, I, every parent knows the night that their kid stays up later than them doing their homework. And, and, you know, Rob, I was exactly that kid. I still remember I got third place in um, the opinion writing in high school, and I was so proud. You know, it's a motivator, right? It helps your drive in life. And to steal that from kids is cruel. Well, a, a great mom named Deborah Tisler is a special education advocate, and she believes that this is a civil rights violation also because what they took from us as parents was also knowledge about where our kids were education and their education. And um, these are mostly minority kids, like I mentioned, a lot of them with disabilities. And so these are protections, you know, in our, in our systems. These activists are just um, ignoring. You know, they're, they're literally throwing them out the window. Um, and, and then on top of that, uh, you know, I think that um, we are increasingly calling for this principal's resignation and firing, uh, along with the student services director. They don't have the interests of the kids in mind, and and we have to, um, you know, one by one, just like Loudoun County did, right? They uh, had to fire the superintendent because he was reckless on the issue of sexual assault. Like, in our school districts, I just want to encourage every parent, like, be vigilant. Be a Nancy Drew. Be like Shauna Yasher, you know, ask the questions and um, and you will get answers. You have to force them to give you answers and then hold them accountable because these are politicians many times at our school boards, bureaucrats. They have government regulations that they are violating, uh, you know, open meeting laws, so many, so many issues. And so keep, stay vigilant. And now, I, I just love, you know, doing this work because yeah. it, it's so, um, I, I just wanted to say, you know, it's just so real, right? It's, this is impacting the lives of our young people. Uh, Osra, tell, tell us about your son. Um, what is he doing now? And and just give me an idea without saying his name, uh, yeah. the kind of person he is. Because oh this gosh. means a lot to me. Because I, I, I remember the girl who was valedictorian in my senior class, Jan, yeah. Joan Kilpatrick. I remember. You know what? And we all thought she was excellent. We had pride that she was the oh. best student. She had it four plus plus. But tell us about your son and, and oh where, what's, what's he doing now? Well, just to be a pain to the school district, I just asked them for the um, entire school record for my son, you know, before they burn it, right, because he's graduated. And it was just so, um, like, heartwarming for me. I didn't even read this recommendation that his um, second-grade teacher had done. And she literally wrote, like, he has a lust for learning, you know. he He's a first to raise his hand. And, um, and I remember back then... This is such words that um, were so true and ring true for every parent listening. She said to me, whatever his passion, just pursue it. And so, so we have still on our shelves all the Pokemon black and white books, you know, and I took him to New Jersey for a Pokemon tournament. Um, that's, that's the kid he is. I mean, he's, he's so, so... Um, it's driven. It comes from within. It comes from mom and dad, but it also comes from within. Comes from within. Uh, yeah. What's he doing? What's he doing now? Where's he, where's he going to go? Studying I don't need to know exactly school, but what? Yeah, he's studying computer science, like a um, good STEM kid. And, yeah. um, and, you know, he's 
um, making his way in the world. And well, if he can change the world like Mom has, holy hell, yeah. he's going to have a great, great future. You, well, know? you know what I love? You know what, what I love about him? Just like every kid, they push back on you. You know, they keep yeah. you honest, and I love that. Like I just picked him up for the holidays, and we had three hours of great debates. You know, I just love it. awesome debates, and and I love. He's like, oh come on, mom, you're being had. You know, and I love it if he says that to me because I love it. You know, it's funny. Yeah. You were you were mentioning some notes. One of the ones that I, that I have that I got from my first grade teacher was uh-huh. it just it just it just said uh, speaks out of turn. Worst <laughs> after he's after he's missed a day. Uh, so. <laughs> Exactly what my son said, but it was much more polite. It said, um, "Has something to contribute, even when he doesn't know the answer." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he should get into radio. Oh my God! <laughs> it's natural, right? I, I, I got to tell you, every little moment, like from childhood, right, that you mm. get a little pat on the back, and that's what this system is refusing kids. And you know what's so ironic, though, Rob? Seriously, China has merit. China has a system of meritocracy. They have a MIT of China where the top students go. You know, they have a competitive system. What is the Communist Party leadership? I mean, those are the people who have risen, right? It's not just like the riffraff anymore. You have to rise. And so they don't want to call it that, but they have that meritocracy. They're very competitive in their school system. And, and, and we're just in a race to the bottom surrounded people like you are making a difference and i'm glad this was exposed and i hope the people who perpetrated it are uh held accountable possibly legally and certainly financially and uh, they should lose their jobs Ozra, before we go i want to thank you for being on the show i really considered a blessing to know you we've been on the air this is our first year officially nationally and i just uh i'm i'm really glad that this show has precipitated me getting to know you and your story and you are you're going to go down in in uh, local history as somebody who really turned it upside down and and hopefully maybe changed the state and possibly the trajectory of public education in the country. Yeah, in our country, you know, that's really what drives me is that I came over, as you know, as a four-year-old girl, and this country gave me opportunities I couldn't have gotten anywhere in the in the country in the world, and um, and I'm so grateful, you know, and I want to give that back to my younger self. Like that's my entire mission through the rest the last decades of my life, you know, is to make sure that every child should have a sense of hope, right? That's yep. the greatest thing we can give. Little Rob, you know, your younger self. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Ozra. Pat in the back. Yeah. Uh, God bless you. Have a great holiday season and a new too. year. We'll talk next year. Thanks for everything. All right. Love talking to you. All right, take care. All right. It's the Rob Carson Show. Back in a few. We the people are mad as hell. It's the Rob Carson Show. Thank you, Azra Namani, for appearing on the show. Her interview and our interview last hour with Jim Gossett will be available on the podcast. We do it every single day. Okay, it is uh, Newsmax TV slash podcasts, and you can uh, listen to the entire show, satire. The Jim Gossett interview last hour is a lot of the pieces of comedy that he and I have collaborated on. I think you'll enjoy it thoroughly. We divided the podcast into two segments. So uh, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcasts. If you go to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review. That would be huge. And if you would also uh, do me a favor and uh, subscribe, that would be uh, really, really awesome. Uh, Stop lying to your kids about Santa. 
talk, a top academic say telling your kids the Christmas uh, truth about Santa or, or, you know, the not the truth about Santa could cause them harm. So the Santa thing uh, could, if you, if you tell your kids Santa lives at the North Pole, the whole deal, you are harming your children irreparably. Top Australian academics have warned parents not to, uh, you know, talk about Santa because they believe it's deceitful, could have implications at a highly developmental stage in their lives. Dr. Armina, or Amina Shanayan, developmental psychologist, told the conversation there could be real harm telling your children about uh, Santa Claus. Adults should not lie to their children about Santa. When a child asks a question as to, you know, Santa Claus, they're already at a developmental stage to distinguish between reality and fictional characters. Yeah, you certainly wouldn't want to scare kids. I mean, certainly you would not want to scare children. No, no. Today, life on Earth is disappearing faster want to scare than the, the days when dinosaurs breathed their last. The ki- but for a very different reason. Us homo sapiens are turning out to be as destructive a force as any asteroid. Earth's intricate web of ecosystems thrived for millions of years. You don't want to scare the kids with the Santa thing. Years as natural paradises. So we came along, paved paradise, and put up a parking lot. Yeah, that is uh, NBC. And by the way, 70% of children, 7 to 12, are now terrified of climate change. Thought you should know that. Yeah, and then that, that the whole two years that they made you wear stupid masks. You told your children they had to wear stupid masks, and uh, they couldn't go to school. And uh, and what else? And that, that they're, uh, the white kids are white privileged, uh, you know, and uh, and what else? I mean, fear-mongering is the way of the day with children. So I would venture to say that uh, talking about Santa Claus would be the least of their worries. Let me give you another example. Remember that, uh, that uh, vaccine thing, you know, where kids don't really need the vaccines because no children die of COVID unless they have... Uh, the severe um, comorbidities. Yeah, this is the thing. Don't don't tell your kid about Santa. No, because they might get scared. It's time to start shaming them. Because frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. F- them, f- their freedom. I want my freedom to live. No, screw your freedom. You're a schmuck for not wearing a mask. We have to stop coddling the morons. Yeah, now, uh, by the way, there's uh, another headline. America's child mental health crisis uncovered. 90% of school administrators describe serious problems in schools as more kids fight anxiety, depression, and suicide. That's in the United States of America. Yeah, it's about that Santa Claus thing, right? Are you out of your nut? Dr. Rebecca, English senior lecturer, it's always obviously uh, academics. You shouldn't lie about Santa because you're encouraging your children, usually with made-up proof, to believe a morally ambiguous lie, she told the publication. Dr. Uh, Peter Ellington, or Ellerton, a senior lecturer in philosophy at the University of Queensland, said it was not okay to lie about Santa and compared it to telling children this to cover unpleasantness, you know, like climate change. Like climate change. Associate Professor of Educational and uh, Developmental Psychologist at Monash University, Dr. Kelly Ann Allen, said that Christmas rituals offer an opportunity for social belonging, which builds our social support network and may even make us feel less lonely. Yeah. Um, uh, My two kids had different reactions talking about Santa Claus. And uh, let me just say right now that I believe in Santa Claus. I do. Do I believe all of the uh, accoutrement associated with Santa Claus, like a North Pole and the reindeer and a whole deal? I'll leave that up to the kids. But the spirit of Santa Claus is real. 
absolutely 100%. The spirit of Santa Claus lives. Let's take a break and come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's The Rob Carson Show. And this is the last Rob Carson Show with Rob Carson hosting uh, for 2022. So let's have a little fun, shall we? Jim Gossett. You're a mean one, Mr. Joe. You clench your fists and yell. In front of that red background, it appeared that you're in hell, Mr. Joe. Philly speech. It's obvious to everyone that you are not well. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true and international effort to pressure. Yeah. You're a mean one. What he said. Mr. Joe. MAGA, you attack. Bunk, bunk. You call us all fascists and you will not take it back, Mr. Joe. Oh. Thanks to your incompetence, we're on the wrong track. You're a mean one, Mr. Joe. You never take the blame. All you do is slander Donald Trump's good name, Mr. Joe. Oh. If they don't impeach you, it will be a shame. There you go. Jim Gossett, two S's and two D's. Okay, so uh, Nancy Pelosi's January 6th story is unraveling as evidence mounts the Capitol Police was preventable. Now, I had read before, a couple months ago, uh, that uh, the uh, Capitol Police uh, were not even told. They had no idea what was going on the day that January 6th happened. Now, it's kind of remarkable, and I think what you need to consider is what is being excluded from the story, like, for instance, people being let into the Capitol building. You cannot talk about the death of Ashley Babbitt online. You have not been able to do that. They could not even say the officer's name who did the shooting. There's 14,000 hours of videotape inside the Capitol that will not be released. And we also know that the FBI was collaborating and working with Facebook and Twitter to kill the Hunter Biden laptop story. We also know that the FBI collaborated on the 2016 election for Russia collusion with the Hillary Clinton campaign. I can go on and on and on. But I'm going to tell you, when you smell something, it means something is rotten. And I've said this since January the 7th. I said, why is the media so overplaying this? Why are they saying it's the worst attack since 9-11 when nobody jumped from their deaths from the Capitol? When nobody was crushed to death when the Capitol collapsed on itself? It's absurd. Worst attack since Pearl Harbor. Worst thing, oh, the worst thing, Jim Crow. Worst since slavery. I mean, honestly, it is just sickening. This is according to John Solomon, who I love, by the way. Just the News, the website. Uh, a month after the January 6th uh, riot, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi deflected any suggestion she or her staff could have influenced the security that failed that day. She said, I have no power over the police. Well, apparently, the claim is being publicly challenged by texts and email messages made public by five House Republicans showing her staff in direct contact with the officials who planned the security and even edited some of the plans and notifications in the fateful days before the tragedy. It was a setup, guys. I told you this. 
Now, uh, it's prompting serious questions about the January 6th Capitol breach could have been prevented while creating a new push for Republicans to summon Pelosi for testimony. January 6th should never have happened, according to Representative Troy Nels. The reason there wasn't property security presence on that day goes right to the, the Speaker's staff and Speaker's office, according to Jim Jordan of Ohio. Pelosi's staff began meeting and communicating with security planners in the House Sergeant-at-Arms office in early December 2020, continuing through the final 48 hours before the attacks. Capitol Police began receiving detailed intelligence that extremist groups were discussing storming the Capitol, attacking lawmakers, targeting the tunnels beneath the complex, and blocking the planned certification of the 2020 election results. Now, the FBI said that 14 left-leaning groups had infiltrated the crowd, which would exonerate Donald Trump, uh, like the impeachment did. There were ample warnings that the violence would occur January 6th, but the leadership of the Capitol Police failed to adjust the security plan to address the threat while the political leadership in Congress repeatedly refused to provide resources to secure the building. And by the way, Donald Trump offered 20,000 troops, National Guard troops. The $600 million a year Capitol Police force was set up to fail, and there have been scant signs of progress toward addressing these weaknesses. By the way, Republicans were shut out of all of the discussions before January the 6th. They were hiding it from them. Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats were hiding it from them. I believe, and it is my constitutionally protected opinion, that Nancy Pelosi set this thing up. Why are there no crowd shots of the one million people who came to Washington, D.C. to peacefully protest all of the questions about the 2020 election? Why do you suppose that any questioning of the 2020 election was declared verboten was completely eliminated from the web the day after the election? You could not say it at all. No matter how many affidavits, no matter how many hours of video, you could not have opinion on it. This is Jim Jordan. Remember that one email, too, where they talked about the optics of having the National Guard's presence here and, and the proper security posture. Uh, and as you go back and look at the communications, there is this pattern that develops where the sergeant of arms is meeting with with Pelosi's staff. Many of those meetings, Republican staff wasn't allowed to be there, huh. but they had this pattern where everything had to be run through her office, her staff before the sergeant of arms could make a decision. So much so that even he was able to call out the National Guard, but he wanted to run it by Pelosi's office first. Uh, that's, I think, the pattern that emerges. So, yeah, the, the reason there wasn't a proper security presence on that day goes right to the speaker's uh, staff and the speaker's office. Why were so many told to come in? Why were doors open? Why? And something I, I raised from the very first day, how could you walk up to a window, the most secure building supposedly in Washington, D.C., Tap out a little piece of glass, reach in, and unlock the door. You can't do it at the Treasury Department. You can't do it at the FBI. But they were able to do it at the Capitol. Oh, and then this, by the way. There's one person who has not been arrested. His name is Ray Epps. Ray Epps was there the night before and the day of, and he encouraged the crowd to breach the Capitol. He was acknowledged, the crowd acknowledged, they said he was a Fed the night before. And Ray Epps is not in custody like the others who are in Washington, D.C. in prison. And the FBI in this new uh, this budget, they're going to take another $200 million to go after January the 6th protesters. That's how evil 
That's how Stasi-esque the FBI is, and that's how close to communism our country has come. Here's a little uh, a little audio montage of Mr. Ray Epps, the only, honestly, uh, I, I would venture to say there's no one else who told the crowd to go to the building in so many ways, encouraged the crowd, waved them in. There was even a point he talked to a security official standing by a gate and told that person to stand down. They stood down immediately, and the gate was crashed. In fact, tomorrow, I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. Well, let's not say it. We need, we need to go, I'll say it. We need to go in to the Capitol. Let's go! So I'm going to put it out there. I'm probably going to go to jail for Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Now, this is when the crowd realizes that he's a plant. He's a fed. Do you know Why? Because they're not stupid. Into the Capitol. What? Peacefully. Fed, 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 peacefully. Fed, 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 Yeah. Everybody got it. Here's the day of. Grab the word. As soon as the president starts speaking, we go to the Capitol. The Capitol is this direction. We have people rotting in Washington, D.C. jail. We have a Bastille. They've been in there for two years. Many of them not able to talk to their families. Some who are not being treated for injury and illness. One who has actually gone from stage two to stage three cancer because of refusing treatment. One who has an entirely purple arm has not been treated. One who has a broken finger that is healed, broken, bent over. And now we know that Nancy Pelosi excluded Republicans from discussions, knowing there was going to be a threat to the Capitol on January the 6th, and she stood down. She stood down. And then, and then the uh, then House Sergeant at Arms Paul Irving, who served on the Capitol Police Board, succumbed to political pressures from the Office of the Speaker of the House, and uh, he ended up actually um, being forced to resign. Yeah. A staffer in the House Sergeant-at-Arms office sent a stinging email suggesting the Democrat leadership had made Irving and Capitol Police Chief uh, Steve Sund the fall guys to cover up the failures of lawmakers to provide adequate security resources. They set them up for failure, guys. They wanted a Reichstag moment. I'm, I'm not afraid to say it. It's, it's very obvious to me because you know why? I'm not stupid. I'm not stupid. Their silence and their cover-up speaks volumes. This was allowed to be happened. There's no way that... What should have been the most secure building in the country would allow an unarmed mob access to the building. And they're hiding the footage from inside. You know why? Because those people have never done violence before. The people who were there for Donald Trump's rally have never committed violence. Trump supporters don't do that. Antifa does. The left does. Black Lives Matter does. We don't. And the fact that we have so many innocents sitting in that prison in Washington, D.C., As I said at the beginning of the show, the theme of the show is not only Christmas. It is that despots will always get their comeuppance. Despots will always lose power. The people are waking up on this. They're not going to be able to get away this nonsense forever. 
And now we have proof. Now we can do more than just say, because I'm not stupid. Because the evidence would warrant otherwise. I mean, not that I'm stupid. I'm not stupid. But there you go. That's the latest. Coming up, I've got uh, an update from uh, from Arizona. You're not supposed to be able to talk about, I guess, uh, any Im- election impropriety in Arizona. But I'm going to do it anyway and give you an update of what's happening there. And we've also got, uh, oh, 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 Mary Walter's going to join us at the top of the hour. She's going to be filling in this week. And I want to hear her thoughts on uh, a variety of these things, including, of course, the uh, Nancy Pelosi allowing the Capitol to be breached, essentially. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. The left has been waging a war on America for decades. That's not right. It's not fair. And we're quite simply not going to take it anymore. Honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's the Rob Carson Show. As part of the omnibus spending bill that they are going to try to ram through, despite the American people screaming that they don't want it, they want a... uh, a CR until the Republicans take over. They're going to try to do it anyway. But part of the part of the bill is they want to they want to name a building in San Francisco after Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, they're going to call it uh, Cruella de Vil Plaza. Is what I've heard. This will be the last time we hear this on this show. There's more bang for the buck. It's the term they use by investing in food stamps than in any tax cuts. Nancy's not well. She's not all there. Closed down a shop just to do her hair. This is Jim Gossett, by the way. Before she speaks, she doesn't think. Thanks to Botox, she cannot blink. (laughs) Seldom do you see... Any honesty, a gal of bad intent, who's content to be Sing along, Speaker of the House, with the frozen face, tearing up Trump's speech was a real disgrace, never makes much sense, just like Sleepy Joe, used her position to rake in the dough, glad to do a friend a favor, for a little stock advice. Insider training proves that Nancy has her price. Speaker of the House, crazy as a loan. Hope that she'll lose the gavel soon. Bye. A sentence she can't form, a thought she can't complete. In November, she must go down to defeat. She cannot remain the Speaker underneath the giant dome. Come on, Nancy has to go. Let's send her and Joe to a home. Come on, Speaker of the House, but not for very long. All of her policies, they're dead wrong. Huh. Speaker of the House, how clueless can she be? She may be even duller than AOC. And uh, that word uh, of the word, the word, isn't it a beautiful word when you think of it? <sighs> I mean, if you knew Nancy Pelosi, I mean, if, you knew, if she wasn't who she was, would you want to hang out with her? Would you want to be, like, anywhere near her? Honestly. We just, I don't know how <clears throat> the most despicable people get elected. It's uh, pretty remarkable. Pretty remarkable. So we got this uh, trial going on in Arizona. Carrie Lake is uh, uh, claiming that there has been, uh, well, the election theft, and I believe that too, by the way. I can say that because it's my Second Amendment right, and I've looked at the evidence, and I see that uh, there is this uh, ungodly anomaly in uh, in um, in the Maricopa County that is without dispute. It didn't happen anywhere in the country, all right? So don't try to gaslight me. Don't try to act like, oh, yeah, you're crazy, you're crazy. No, no, no. You're crazy for thinking that I would believe that it didn't happen. of examined ballots in Maricopa County for the 2022 governor's race were illegitimate. 
Yeah. 48 of the 113 ballots that were reviewed during examination uh, where apparently what they did was they took uh, 19 inch ballots and they gave 20 inch paper to all of these. So they knew that the paper wasn't going to work in it. So that was pretty simple. That's what they did. That's what they did to actually stop the vote, make people stay in line, put these votes into, uh, you know, bin number three, uh, lose the chain of custody. Uh, This, of course, as the the Secretary of State is in charge of the elections, was the candidate for the Democrats. Two of the people on the board for Maricopa County literally made a pack, gathered money to defeat Kerry Lake as a candidate. So don't gaslight me. Don't act like I'm crazy for believing this. You're crazy to think anybody would. And thank God we have a court who's willing to listen to it. Yesterday, here's some testimony. Uh, one of the uh, attorneys, Republican attorneys, that were in Maricopa County talking about uh, what happened in Maricopa County. I, think, I believe you mentioned that you visited personally about 10 vote centers. Yes. And that the other roving attorneys that, that you were working with, uh, it was a total of about 115 vote centers in total. Yes. And that's 115 out of about, I think, 223 vote centers, correct? That's correct. So that's a little over half of the vote centers. Didn't happen anywhere else in the country. It was 52%. How are you able to characterize uh, what your other, uh, the other roving attorneys uh, were experiencing, whether it was similar to what you were experiencing or worse or, 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 or maybe not as bad? How, how would you characterize well, I would say that most of the roving attorneys had a similar experience to mine. Uh, I, I can't think of I can't think of one that had a different experience. There, there may be, but um, no other counties. Just the most populous in Arizona. Oh, there. And internal Twitter emails uncover uh, what appears to indicate that uh, another top Democrat candidate's campaign colluded with staffers on the platform of Twitter to block accounts that contained election misinformation. According to reports, internal emails revealed that Arizona Democrat governor-elect and current Secretary of State Katie Hobbs allegedly teamed up with former Twitter staffers and executives to flag certain users and accounts. The bombshell revelation comes on the heels of a Twitter boss, Elon Musk, via journalist Matt Taibbi, last week revealed internal company communications showing the platform worked with the Democrat Party to censor conservatives. This happened in Arizona and around the country. And so what exactly does that mean when when you have that happening and then you have all of these machines not able to count conservative votes? I, I would say, you know, there's, there's only 17,000 roughly votes separating the two candidates for governor. Based on what I saw uh, on Election Day, I would say... There's no question in my mind that had there not been tabulator issues at 132 vote centers, this election would have result would have ended up with Kerry Lake winning. Well, that's interesting. Why did so many? Was it just a, a random thing that all these voting machines didn't work? I just want to make sure I'm understanding. So you're saying whether or not a voter lives in Maricopa who can vote anywhere in the county went to the neighboring... This witness went on to say there was a systematic failure that only happened in Maricopa County. I want to ask you, if there's nothing you can do financially, pray that Kerry Lake is successful. Because if not, Democrats can get away with anything. Let's take a break. Mary Walter comes up next. This, my friends, is a Rob Carson Show. Bedroom is your business. What you do to our country is ours. It's the Rob Carson Show.
Coming up in a second, I'm going to talk to Mary Walter, who will be filling in on this show starting tomorrow. But I want to play a Christmas song because this is kind of my year-end extravaganza. Under the table is how Joe's paid. Hey. Millions from China he has made. 31. Graft and corruption, he wrote the I book. I lost you. And you his go? son Hunter's a major crook. Joe, Joe, Joe makes lots of dough. Joe, Joe, Joe is at fixer low under the table. Quick, quick, quick. A cup for the big guy should do the trick. You know why we know it's corrupt? Because we're not stupid. Anyone out there with half a brain knows that Joe blackmailed Ukraine. Can the prosecutor who wants his son or the deal for a billion won't get done? Quid pro quo, blackmailing Joe. Quid pro quo, Joe needs to go. Under indictment, they both should be. What can you call it but bribery? That's pretty much it. Joining us on the Newsmax Online, Mary Walter. Hello, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I, I can tell you're full of the Christmas spirit. Although this time of year is uh, is very busy for you. You're going to be doing a lot of a lot of broadcasting in, in the next week, including on on my show. And Mary, I want to thank you for being uh, for doing it because I know that I'm leaving the show in capable hands. Um, <clears throat> so let's talk about what's happening in the world. Uh, you saw the uh, the uh, the visit by the Ukrainian president to our our nation's capital yesterday. Uh, you know, if you're going to get like a hundred billion dollars for a com- country you, you think maybe you might wear a suit is, am i wrong in that mary do you think you maybe yeah. wear a suit if you're going to get you know that much money from us here's the thing i and there were a few of us and i think hopefully there's a growing number of us who are realizing that everything we're watching now is a play yeah it's highly choreographed everything coming out of washington is highly choreographed the democrats are brilliant they have been slowly building that up to this for decades right yeah, yeah. Uh, they've been doing this forever i mean listen it started look at the jfk assassination what an incredible choreograph that was mm, right mm. yeah it appears I, to I be hate to say that but look back on it and, and look what happened and who killed jfk if you really look it was most likely we don't know for sure but probably his own party yeah, the CIA, the CIA. More and more evidence is coming out. It's becoming indisputable, actually. And you know what's more important uh, is that, you know, a lot of people have said, oh, the FBI is this and the FBI is that. The FBI has been corrupt since the day it was founded. Uh, they had to reinvent it in the 1970s with the Church Commission, and they resumed their work. They've always been, uh, at the top of it, a, a secret police kind of organization. I mean, I'm not the, of course, the, the, the agents in the field are all this and that. Well, what about the agents who raided Mar-a-Lago? I got a problem with them for saying, okay, let's do this without any cause. Uh, you know, so I just think, I think, the, first of all, the DHS needs to go away. Uh, it was founded after 9-11. It's been abused from day one. Mm-hmm. And and now we know that the FBI has done this. I hope what they do is they, they will figuratively blow up the FBI uh, and reinvent it. Uh, right now, the omnibus spending bill, they're going to buy them a new building, and they're going to increase their budget more than they even dreamed of. Which is why you say, oh, I hope you know they blow up DHS and they get rid of it, and we hope we you like revamp the FBI, we clean it out, we do all this stuff. The only thing, those of us sitting here watching this play going, wait a minute, this is not reality. This is all choreographed, and we're all being fed a big, big heaping bowl full of you-know-what. Um, 
we're counting on the Republicans oh, yeah. to right the wrong? Are you kidding me? We have 13 days till they take over the House. They can't hold the line on this omnibus bill for 13 days. Really? Are you kidding me? I, I, I just I'm shocked yeah. at that, that they can't hold the line. Although, wait a minute, I'm lying. I'm not shocked. Mitch McConnell doesn't want to hold the line. And we're going to get the same song and dance we do every single year. This was due in September. Every year they blow past September. They come to Christmas. Republicans are afraid that we're going to be blamed for the shutdown. No, you're not. You knew this was happening. This is your way of washing your hands and saying, I couldn't help it. I had to pass a bill I hadn't read that gives a lot of money to a lot of people, everyone except the people who deserve it. They shouldn't be spending a dime to secure the Ukraine's, Ukraine's borders until they secure our own. We're putting out money to secure um, Egypt and I think Oman's borders. Yeah. Yeah. But we can't put out a dime for our own. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Tell me this is not being done by design. And I'll sit here and wait because I don't believe it. I um, have said that uh, um, when it comes to despots, uh, they're, they're, they never, uh, they ultimately will eat their, meet, meet their end. Ultimately, their malfeasance will be exposed. That's, that's what history has taught us. It's just a matter of how far down this road we're going to get. And I will venture to say that the abuses and usurpations that the founders uh, uh, created the country over pale by comparison to the abject corruption of the federal government, which is being exposed in the uh, the FBI Twitter files and also by this lawsuit being brought by Eric Schmidt, the AG and senator-elect from the state of Missouri, and I believe the AG from Louisiana. What are your thoughts as far as uh, what's happened with um, all of these Twitter, I think it's, is it seven now or is it eight Twitter files that they've released? I, I believe we're on eight, but I'm not 100% yeah. sure because I can't keep track of it all. What bo- there are a couple of things that do bother me and I'm a little disappointed in. The format is impossible. It's, it's impossible to sit there and scroll through all this stuff. Could someone just please write it out so, so I can read it in bed one mm-hmm. night and I don't have to have my phone and I don't have to go back and then I read the comments underneath it. It's impossible. The format is dumb. That's yeah. the first thing. Yeah. Uh, I think that it would have much more of an impact if it wasn't in that format, mm-hmm. if it was in like a legible like report type format. And these are all reporters. They can all do that. I want to see, show me the emails, show me screenshots of these emails. Just don't tell me what they said. If you're going to put it out there, put it all out there. Yeah. I think that that's super important. It's too easy for the mainstream media to ignore in the format and the way in which this is being released. Put, put the emails out there. Show us screenshots. If they exist, you're going to tell us what they said. Why not? Put, let us all digest it. I think that that's the way it should be done. The, the information that's in there is damning, but... Because it's coming out so slowly, because it's a drip, 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 and because of the format in which they're putting it out, it makes it easy for the left to ignore, as I said, but it also makes it easy for, like, the FBI to just go, oh, we've been doing this for a while. I have nothing to see No, that's what they're trying to do. That's what the FBI is trying to do. They're doing a big yawn. This is more misinformation. I I don't think it's – it's not playing with the American people, Mary. That's that's the thing. Uh, Nobody's watching ABC, CBS, NBC. Nobody's really watching CNN or MSNBC anymore. Uh, and, And we are beginning to have an impact 
impact on all of these uh, these industries, these uh, these these uh, media outlets. Also, I might mention, you know, as conservatives, we've also uh, had a gigantic impact on places like Netflix, on Disney World, on CNN Plus, etc. So the American people aren't buying this crap. It's just a matter of those in power being able to tamp down, uh, put out the torches outside the castle, and it's not going to last forever. Things are going to uh, ultimately things don't end well for despots. They never, never do. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what happened in Arizona, the only county in the country to experience 60% voting machine failure on Election Day when conservatives were going to vote with the Secretary of State, who did not recuse herself, even though she's in charge of the election, was supposed to supposed to fix the elections from the previous election, which was scandalous. Uh, and then and then ultimately two people on the Maricopa board actually raised money uh, with a pact to defeat Kerry Lake. Other than that, Mary, uh, <laughs> clearly, clearly on the up and up on this election, there's nothing to see here, right? <laughs> Here's the problem. You know, you can't you can't launch um, uh, you can't launch a lawsuit regarding elections in Arizona until after the vote has been certified. Dumbest thing ever. That's the law, right? So that's that's stupid on its face because they never thought it would happen. That's number one. Um, Number two, they're not going to hold a a do-over. It's just not going to happen. Uh, It's going to be too disruptive. Judges are going to say we can't do this, but we're going to clean it up for next time. And Katie Hobbs gets in. And each seat that Democrats win by this, and then they go, sorry, we'll do it better next time. it gives them power and that's power that they can maintain because it's easier to run as an incumbent than it is as a challenger. Uh, I saw a story uh, about an hour ago that there is another lawsuit um, by an Arizona Republican, um, uh, Abe Hamada. Yeah, Hamada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he just got today. They're supposed to uh, now be a uh, get in. Um, an examination of the ballots that's supposed to be happening. The judge said today in uh, three different counties in Pima, Navajo and Maricopa counties. But they're saying that um, they're going to have less time to inspect the ballots today than they would have if they had gotten this ruling yesterday. Okay. There's not enough time. It's the Thursday before Thanksgiving. Of course it is. And, and this is why, you know, time is always on the Democrat side. They play the game. Beautifully. Yeah, they run out the clock. I, yeah, I, and even if, now the interesting thing is Mojave, the um, the representatives from Mojave sued the state as well because they said that their county's votes were nullified based on the shenanigans in Mojave County, excuse yeah. me, Maricopa County. Yeah, yeah. Which is very interesting to say, well, I was disenfranchised because of what happened over here. So I think that that's a very interesting um, angle that we've never seen before. Yeah. Because if you can prove that you were disenfranchised, and that's the problem, Carrie Lake has to prove that it would have been a different outcome yeah. had votes, certain votes not been counted. And I don't know how you do that because you don't know how those people voted. Yeah, they've... Uh... They've definitely kind of painted us into a corner, but I'm hoping that uh, the truth will come through. I want to ask you a question because you're a fellow talk show host. Um, The last two years have been, uh, I launched a national radio show a year ago in the height of uh, disinformation and misinformation monitoring and uh, a shutdown of the First Amendment. 
Have you ever experienced anything like this? And, and what have you experienced in the last two years now that we know the FBI was actively involved? The DHS created a disinformation bureau. It was the first time in our history we were told we could not have an opinion on CRT or where the Wuhan virus came from or the Capitol right. riots or the death of Ashley Babbitt or, you know, I can go on and on. Mary, everything was verboten. You couldn't talk about Black Lives Matter. I was flagged on Black Lives Matter. How has the last two years been for you as a talk show host? So for me, um, I don't I don't know if things have changed, but up until uh, 2020, I passed the Secret Service background checks to get into the White House. So I don't know if I've been flagged since then because yeah, I, I, yeah. haven't, I haven't tried. True. Who knows? Um, but you know what I did? I got to tell you, Rob, you're much more outspoken than I uh, when it, on social media. I tried to walk the line in order to maintain my presence on Twitter. Yeah. I got booted off Facebook before the 2020 election <laughs> for posting an article from a legitimate news outlet, although a right considered more right wing news outlet uh, regarding elections in New Jersey and how they're mailing out you know ballots to everybody, et cetera. It was it was just a statement of what's happening yeah. and how, how they're doing it in New Jersey impossible um, problems that you could see from mailing everybody a ballot, whether they asked for it or not. I got thrown off until after the election. I, I was know. what? Yeah. Like, and to this day, my account has like a, a, a triangle on it, like a warning thing on it on Facebook. You know, one more strike and I'm off. Mary, I was, reaching, legitimate I, news article. I was reaching hundreds of thousands of people doing live broadcasts on Facebook until the day after the election. And I woke up and my Facebook page was gone. Now, it, and it disappeared for a year. I've never been able to monetize my swag line with my T-shirts because they will not allow me to, they will not me to, allow me to promote anything on Facebook. So I am being restricted. My commerce is being restricted. But I'm going to tell you, I just don't have any time for it anymore, Mary. We are guaranteed to have our opinions by the First Amendment of the Constitution. And I, by, by God in heaven, I'm not going to shut up about this stuff. And I don't care if I'm banned. I've, I've had 5,000 followers on Facebook for five years, never gained anything. On uh, on Getter, uh, zero to a hundred thousand in two days. So tell me that my message isn't resonating. The same thing's going on with me, Facebook. And I tell you, we cannot stop fighting, Marilyn, Mary. We can't stop fighting this stuff. Uh, listen, we've got to run. Um, I, I want to wish you the best. You're going to be on uh, tomorrow. The rest yeah. of next week. Okay. Well, we're glad to uh, have you. Go ahead. Sorry. And just very quickly, you just very quickly about Getter. So I do a podcast on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tonight, seven fifteen. You Good. can view on Getter or YouTube. Look for Mary Walter, Mary Walter Radio. When people, it's amazing. YouTube, ten people watch it live. Yeah. Getter. 500 people watch it live. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's just a little weird that 10 people watch it on YouTube compared to the number of people who maybe don't have Getter accounts who could watch it. Yeah. It's just so odd to me. And then the numbers tick up on YouTube as as the day you know days go on. But I just find it so odd that Getter, I'll get over 500 people watching, yeah. and YouTube I'll have like 10. Well, there's no, there's no doubt about it. And the FBI uh, files are certainly uh, showing that. And then, of course, hopefully this lawsuit uh, goes the way I hope it does, uh, that it will be exposed. And they can't deny so much. Mary, uh, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for filling in. God bless you and your hubby and uh, your family and a happy new year. And uh, we look forward to hearing you tomorrow. You too. Thank you so much for the opportunity, my friend. I do appreciate you and I cannot wait to get to talk to your amazing audience. Thank right. you so much. You bet. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. What part of abuses and usurpations do you not understand? It's The Rob Carson Show. This is a great uh, piece of music to wrap up the show for the year. 
Mary Walter will be here tomorrow and next week because uh, this is the this is the end of the first year of of this show syndication. And um, I'm not going to get into full details. I, I did do a, a podcast with a friend of mine named David Naster, where I talked about the miraculous healing that I had a while back, um, because uh, I I was headed for um, the the end of my life, um, and and my uh, my tombstone should probably have said that 2022 for the for the last entry, and um, I was. Uh, uh, I had a mental and a physical terminal illness a while back. Um, I had been fired. I'd been let go. I was in a divorce. I was, I'll just be honest, I was hitting the bottle a lot. And uh, to the point that um, I, I was trying to quit and, uh, and I would have, uh, I had to be hospitalized twice because your body, if it's used to, you know, be hitting the bottle when you're bummed out or whatever and and uh and whatnot you you you're you can die from it and i got taken to the hospital twice fighting this fighting this problem in my life that had taken over with depression my you know uh, a lot of things happened in my life my mother passed away and whatnot and uh, one day i won't tell you what day but it was a while back it was before we were syndicated I was healed. I was healed. I can't explain it. I know that some people were involved with it. My son was involved with it. My niece was involved with it. And God was definitely involved with it. Because I woke up one morning and I had been healed. And I didn't need to drink anymore. I haven't touched it or smelled it since. And it's like I never even tasted it. I don't even remember it. I don't remember it. This is hard for me to uh, say because I had reached a point in my life where I was praying to God to end my life, end my sleep, or help me one or the other because I didn't think I was worth more to my family than my life insurance policy. And I woke up one morning and I had been healed. I didn't need to go to the hospital. It was like nothing ever happened. I can't explain it. And I hesitated sharing it with you because I was afraid many people who are suffering from addiction or depression, I didn't want to make them feel like, you know, usually there's a series of things you do when you want to, you know, get help. And mine just happened. And I haven't, I just know I'll never change. I'll never go back. I'll never be that person again. I had a miracle. I sponged the writing off that stone, as uh, Ebenezer Scrooge would say. If you're struggling, if you are hurting, if you are depressed, if you are addicted, if you are in a very dark place, realize there is light. There is light. It can happen. It can happen. I promise you. God bless you. Thank you for making me a part of your life, and thank you for this opportunity. I will never be able to repay you, but every day I'll do my level best. We will come back and wrap things up on this edition of the Rob Carson Show in one second. Guys, it's going to do it. God bless you and your families. Our first responders, our military members. Miracles happen. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year, and I'll see you January the 2nd.
And don't catch a stupid in the meantime.